Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast. Episode 32, How to Be a Good Playtester for Others. Recorded at Metatopia 2013 by Jason Pitt. Presented by Will Heinmarch, Tim Rodriguez, and John Adamus. Fantastic. Fuck it. It's not that early. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, this it's a, it's is, a wake time. Yeah, it's a wake time. It's, it is go time, kids. Uh, it is... This is panel... Oh, God, I don't know what number it is. D008. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Um, this is how to be a good playtester? For others. For others. For others. Yeah, we always forget the other part. Yeah. Playtesting for yourself is a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're so critical. I need to go to a panel on that. I'm probably having one. I have awesome. 11 more panels to do in the next two days, so... I'm probably holding one on that topic. Uh, we'll do some introductions. Um, since we are moderatorless, we should probably get on one of those. I think you're doing it. Oh, sweet! <laughs> um, hi, I'm John Adamus. I am uh, an editor at large throughout the industry. Uh, I'm the writer next door. You can follow me on Twitter, and I talk about editing games and annoying things and how I dislike Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lately. Um, and I... I liked episode four. I'm so sorry. It, it got... A little bit better. No, it didn't. It, we'll argue about it later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have uh, experience both running playtests and being part of playtests. I've been playtesting things since White Wolf's Splatbook days all the way through now when I'm on the other end organizing playtests for companies who need them done. To my right. Uh, so I'm Tim Rodriguez. I run Brooklyn Indie Games and I sometimes do a podcast called Dice Food Lodging and I recently started a tiny little zine on the internet because I was procrastinating. What is this again? Started a zine? Yeah, it's okay. an e-zine. It's, it's distributed in PDF form. Ooh. Yeah. So, but that's free at pendragonzine.us. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I do a lot of everything. Um, I can't deal with only doing a little bit of everything and focusing on one thing. So... I got my fingers everywhere. I am playtesting is one of those ways to get your fingers everywhere. So, Hi, uh, I'm Will Heinmarch. I'm a freelance writer, designer, game designer, graphic designer. Um, uh, my playtest credits go back to uh, White Wolf Days from Transylvania Chronicles. It was the first thing I think that actually was printed that I playtested. And then um, I've playtested board games for Fantasy Flight and games for Atlas. When I was on staff at Atlas, I was doing both of those things. We had a regular gaming group that was bringing in uh, game designs that eventually see the light, seen the light of day from Fantasy Flight because um, they were all, I don't know, you know, the Atlas and Fantasy Flight are inches from each other geographically or were back in the day. Um, uh, and I've playtested some, uh, beta tested some video games and playtested some RPGs and I've been in playtests and uh, uh, facilitated playtests, particularly of RPGs and uh, board game card games. <clears throat> yeah, we can tell you, or we are massively well prepared. So I'm gonna play, I'm gonna wing this, um, as I am often want to do. Uh, I would imagine then um, that uh, the important thing would be to define what exactly a playtest is and what exactly it isn't, because I don't know if there's any single cohesive definition industry wide. There isn't. Uh, uh, that's definitely a great the, the misconception or the reconception yeah. or the, the the disconception of what is a playtest and, and yeah. how it varies from company to company and project to project yeah. and, and that's a, a, and, a great thing and type of game to type, type of, of game, game. And type of game yeah. and yeah it, it can vary wildly what the expectations are on a playtester and what um, let's let's ask you a question real quick who's interested in board game playtesting a lot lots of lots of it. okay role playing game playtesting about the same number okay. video game playtesting. LARP playtesting, 
Anything Everything else I can't else think of? Testing? Um, card games. Card, card, card games. Card games? Yeah, card. No. card. 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 I, I funnel card in with board games because I do all my design in cards anyway. And I'm like, they're board games. You sit at a table, done. <laughs> they're very small <laughs> boards. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. It's great. There's a, because of my White Wolf history, I'm, I should have done this at the very beginning. I'm going to open up a quote. You've probably heard this. Um, this will get things started a little bit, but there's a quote from Neil Gaiman about rewriting and about um, uh, first readers, and that is that when a reader is reading your work and they say they have a problem with it, they are almost always right. When they tell you how to fix that problem, they're almost always wrong. <laughs> this pertains to playtesting. Yeah, yeah. That is. <laughs> uh, uh, and the, the short version that I would say is that while uh, as a playtester, you might very well have the fix for a problem. Um, there is a protocol, and that protocol is a big thing of what varies, right? Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. As to how you might suggest, for example, like it's one thing to say, this rule doesn't work. We, we didn't understand it, the language is unclear. Uh, uh, we, when we played it, it was not fun, or it did not accomplish your goal. And it's a different thing to say, uh, therefore, the fix is to do this. You should, do the fo- you should take the following three steps and make the game that I want you to make, which is like a, a revision of, this, of my favorite RPG or my favorite board game or whatever, depending on what the protocol is, um, or what project you're working on. Uh, understanding how to work those two gears simultaneously, so that you might, in some projects, be like, this rule works fine, but I also think you could try this, or this rule works fine and I have notes if you want them, or this rule did not work fine and I have notes if you want them. Uh, uh, Playtesting is not a form of design. It is, an, it is an invaluable, essential part of the process of design, but a playtester is only a designer when invited to be a designer. Yeah. Um, just a bit of context from the Playtesting 101 panel that I ran this morning. Yes, um, We broke it into uh, two major distinctions, internal playtesting and external playtesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that there can be a more free hand in altering and designing in internal testing. How are you, how, what is the boundary of internal testing? Uh, external testing is at the point where you give someone the text and they run it. Are you present for that or not present um, for that? If you're present, you've got you're gagged and sitting in the corner. Sure, but that but that uh, still can you are not can, play testing it, by your okay. yes, and anything where you are not effectively bundled with the text is and external. To me, if I'm even testing. present, if anybody can look at me during it, it's not external playtesting yet, and that's uh, uh, that's a, that's, yeah, that's splitting hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would disagree. I don't think that's much of a hair split. I think that's definite because if you're if you've designed game X, whatever it might be, but you're still in the room, someone can look at you and see whether or not you're freaking out as to how <laughs> you've misinterpreted the seven you've rolled. And oh god, he's why is he looking like he's going to have an aneurysm? And that will influence the way play yeah. is done. A good poker face helps with that when you're yeah. designing. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm never in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Doing these things. Fake yeah. name badge. Fake name badge. Ooh, Ooh, badge. That's, 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 that's good. That, oh man. Where's my notebook? I gotta write that down. Um, I, I think then the important thing, if we if we can start to just kind of suss out and form a uh, a perimeter around right. the idea of what a playtest is or isn't, or where it is, or how far it goes, I think then we should probably talk about what the end result of what a playtest should be, um, because playtesting is not expressly design. That's what design segments are for. Uh, then the then at least in my opinion, and maybe my panelists will disagree, but. The, the end result of playtest is to understand the satisfaction of the user and to make sure that all your pieces kind of cohere into something. It doesn't have to be the finished product. It's not like you're going to playtest on Monday and then throw that thing at the printer on Tuesday morning first thing. 
you have this this sort don't of don't do that spirit. by the way no, no, don't yeah do no that's... don't play test Monday and throw it at the printer on Tuesday yeah that's that's how sad things happen yeah there's no reason to, <laughs> there's no reason to hurdle forward playtesting is part of the evolution process of an idea it just happens to be a and it can be done at various stages because I've worked with companies that playtest after everything's been written I work with companies I prefer to work with companies where Editing is still flexible. Like, I can still go back and, and make tweaks, and I can still talk to layout if they decide they want to change something. But playtesting is ongoing to see whether or not I have to go back and edit more work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I think one thing that sort of, you know, to, to build on that yeah. is to say that playtesting is something that happens throughout. Yes. Like, design, playtest, design, playtest. It's, it's like any design process where you start iterating on your thing. You know, uh, and so that cycle can be incredibly chaotic in the sense that, like, <clears throat> I don't know if we should talk about playstorming or the, the boundaries of it necessarily. Sure. But, um, yeah. but when you get into the subject of, of when you're playtesting your own project internally, right, and you and you make the fix at the table, and even and even if that fix makes it to the final game, but you landed the correct fix during play, and you go, oh yeah, that doesn't work right. Let's try it this way. Oh, that's perfect, and it worked for us, and it went to print, and everybody liked it, and I I I, I scored a bullseye while we were playtesting the game and doing design, that is still the handoff. You went from testing to design to testing. It just happened in three seconds. Yeah. Right? That, that, that yeah. cycle is still yes. going on. And that happens. And that's yeah. okay. Um, but the, I think that when you are playtesting for others, yeah. that is not necessarily something you do unless that's right. and kind of an explicitly invited thing. Um, I think you absolutely don't do it unless you're specifically told to do it. Yeah. yeah. In one, which case, you've been invited into the design process. Right. Right. One. One of one of my sort of standard questions when I'm playtesting, usually board games, it's like, okay, what kind of feedback are you looking for? Yeah. And that is that is the question that clears that that does its best to clear everything up. It's like anything thrown at me, I'm only looking for this. Please don't touch on the design, like the graphic design. You know, some people you know have like ugly cards in their pocket that are just like you know scribbled out I'm like don't look at that tell me how you feel the game is working yeah you know? and that's that is I think the most important question that you can ask as a playtester and so that relationship you have with the designers or the developers or, or uh, other playtesters there's a story I'm trying to figure out one that I should tell while we're here but is um uh I think the NDA is expired, but I could... Anyway. Um, we'll, company we'll X. Uh, company X. But is that uh, 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 the relationship you have with the other playtesters can be, can be uh, uh, exciting. Um, that expectation in both directions is vital, right? Where the designer says, we want the following uh, 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 style of feedback or in the following areas. And you say, I do have notes outside of that. Do you want them? And some designers will go crazy if you ask them that. They'll say, no, I just told you I want them in this area. And other designers, like me, would, would say, yes, but put it in a separate email because I'm not going to read it until I finish this other thing or whatever, right? <laughs> and so it's about, sometimes it's about compartmentalization and the order in which the information comes in and how the designer wants to tackle the process. A playtester has a remarkable ability, uh, a really powerful ability to, to, to jump the, the project management process of a design and say, I think all these things are, work great. By the way, here's one sentence in the middle of this playtest write-up that will throw a massive monkey wrench into your game. And even if it's accurate, if it's in the wrong place, and the designer reads it and they go, well, now I'm going to spend all weekend working on this thing that, I, that wasn't the step I was on, right? Their yeah. design process gets, can get can go thrown into a hiccup because the playtester, even if the playtester was correct in their note, gave that note in a place or in a way or in a time that the designer did not 
ask for. And it's not a matter of just giving the designers what they ask for, because you, obviously a designer needs to get notes that they don't want to hear. That's, testing is where you say, I'm sorry, this rule didn't work for us. Or you say, the, the rule did what it's supposed to do thematically, but it it's wasn't... totally cool. broken. And it was not fun. Yeah, right? like, like Yeah, I see what you were doing, and it works mathematically, but none of us had a good time with that rule. Or none of us had a good time with this yeah. whole sub-game or whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, could you speak to communicating demographic information, ba- background, play history, how much? I'm sorry, you're saying democratic or demographic? Demographic, demographic. like who you are. Um, I am Canadian. I have been playing story games for ten years. Right. Uh, my favorite game is this. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say the uh, 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 like all things. Demographic information can be can be very very helpful just in terms of helping everybody understand how to communicate expectations and to understand how to read generously and how to get. The, the, the feedback, so that the feedback arrives. But I have been in playtests in which playtesters use their demographics as a weapon. Yes. And they say, well, I've been, playing, or I've been playing war games for longer than you've been designing them. And so my note is more important than this guy's note. Right? Yeah. And you go, okay, well, that's not helpful. That's not team playing, right? right. That's not... So, like, my, my game, Ghost Pirates, um, I have gotten some, like... Really, sort of frustrating feedback from somebody who doesn't like, you know, Ghost, Ghost Pirates falls into the two player, super lightweight family Ameritrash, which I, I totally hate that too. Um, but, but, but it exists. And, you know, Ghost Pirates fits in there. And that's fine. It's got a high gauge of randomness, no big deal. Um, you know, it works. Um, I have a friend who's like, strategy euros like if it's not a game on a spreadsheet he's not particularly satisfied he's also a super math nerd and you know can you know instantly deduce like what five dice will do in any given situation which you know is amazing he's phenomenal to have but like when he tells you your game is broken uh or like so so i'm like do you want to check this game out uh he says, no, it doesn't look like my style of game. Um, that's a great thing for a playtester to say. Like, if it's not your style of game, uh, because, you know, they are not going to be as interested in it. It's like you. For me, like, don't, nobody should ask me to playtest three-hour-long, super mind-numbing strategy games because I will get bored and I'll probably enjoy the game fine, and I'll probably help find broken things, but, like, I am not going to have... I, I know, in general, that I probably won't have the fun that I want to have in three hours of time, and this, sort of, this, is, this is my perspective on, you know, heavy strategy euros. Like, I'm not interested in Lahav. I don't care that it's a great game. I want to have more fun in shorter spurts of time, and... So being able to like speak from your perspective to, uh, you know, what a game is like, is also a valuable thing. And that's, that's a valuable piece of demographic information yeah. to share. Right? I, I, actually, this, some of my favorite this was this yeah. was hugely useful. Like real playtesting my game. <laughs> 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 um, so I have written a role playing game called Hyper Reality, which is a role playing game of crazy reality TV game shows. Um, I sent it to Will and had at one point asked him to write an introduction for it. And, you know, when Will got back to me, he's like, yeah, I'm probably not the best person to write this. This wasn't really my style of game. And I'm like, okay. That, and and that's, that's, a, that's a totally fair response. You know, crazy reality TV game shows are not for everybody. Like, not everybody wants that. Um, 
and it's okay. Um, but like when you know you can be upfront about here's what I know I like, here's what I know I don't like. Like that's a hugely valuable thing. That's where everybody got to. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hugely valuable thing for both the designer to know as like someone who is sort of out of their demographic, and what you know if if you choose to go into it anyway, like making making that known up front, uh, you know, colors it in a useful way. Sometimes that's what makes you a great <coughs> fit for a playtesting. If yes. you're actually out of alignment, it can make you a great playtesting yeah, for a text where they say, well, I want you to read this as somebody who doesn't ordinarily read these and tell right. me if you can get it, if you yeah. understand it, if, or if it changes your mind, or if it reads to you the same as Lahav or anything. Right. You say, well, I don't know, it's, it's exactly like Lahav to me, so maybe maybe it's as good as that. I don't know. Sure. Now, I'll, I'll give a different perspective because I don't immediately want your demographic information. Uh, I only want it after I see what your comments are mm-hmm. because... Your comment is more important to me than the number of years you've been moving miniatures across your dining room table, yeah. or the number of times you've rolled a seven or something. You know, it's it's more a matter of okay, that's your feedback. All right, let's see how you got that feedback. What what do I know about you? Are you experienced in A, B, and C? Is that helping? Is that shaping you? Are you using that as too strong a lens to filter your idea? Like as as Will alluded to earlier, if you really love Game X, are you trying to turn this playtesting experience into a new version of Game X, right. um, which reminds me of a terrible story, which I will now share with you. Um, there is a game currently still in development that is a that when it was presented to me, John, we want to organize a playtest for this. Uh, it is the merging of two very popular other games, but it is uh, in order to bridge that gap, they've uh, lowered the barrier for mechanical difficulty for both games. You've sort of taken the best part of game A and the best part of game B and fused it into game C. And that was really exciting to me because I had been trying to do something similar myself off to the side and sort of publicly. So I get this game and I organize this playtest and I, I, uh, they bring me in and I, I read over the rules and I'm like, okay, this is great. And I go, to, I go to play it with my players and we hate it. And we hate it to the point of, I have six players in my, in my regular group. Each of us came up with about 45 different individual things we hated. Uh, going so far to say, it's not enough of A and it's not enough of B. I don't know what this is. Um, but somebody somewhere on the planet Earth must like it. It's just not us. And so the, the response we got back was, oh, okay, try it again. You know, it, it went, it went, we, we took it all, we, we yelled at them so intensely, they brought it all the way back to the start. And then they brought it back to us. And we found 35 new things we didn't like that were totally different than the first batch. Uh, because we had... The, the issue I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to or eventually trying to get to is that we as playtesters went in with an expectation because we were sold on the idea of, oh, it's the best of A and the best of B. It wasn't. We wanted it to be that. And we, let that, we made that decision in advance before we sat down with the material. And we let that color everything we did. So when something didn't work, we didn't see it didn't work because, oh, you can't roll that die and get those numbers, or we can't make enough moves. We, we saw it because, oh, well, it, we, want, we had an expectation, and it didn't get there. So we ended up coming up with our own homebrew solution, which works, but it's only for the six of us. It's not going to be what I'm going to tell you to take your game publicly. Yes, Jason? Publisher hat. Yes. That is amazing playtest feedback for the publisher okay. because you are the target audience mm-hmm. for best of A and B right. together. Yes. That's going to be horrible for the designer, but it's great for the publisher. Right. Yes. 
You had a question. I was going to say, so in the playtesting in general, is there some element of market research that goes into the selection of the playtesting pool? Or does it have its own it, kind of market pra research Practically feedback? speaking or philosophically speaking? Both. <laughs> practically, does it happen? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. People say, we don't want playtesters from this category. We don't, we don't want uh, uh, Eurogame playtesters in this game. Right. Or they spin it positively. Only say yes to this playtest if you've played Euro games, or only play yeah. test if you've got experience with XYZ style. Right. Um, and should it is the, uh, a question I think that varies project by project, which is the notion of uh, is your game better off being exposed to people that you think are just going to be trouble during the playtesting process? Mm -hmm. For a lot of games, the answer is yes, but I'll, this is the, the story that was. I was trying to figure out how to tell it. I was in a playtest for an RPG that was of a property that people already knew. Um, people had expectations coming right. into it. And the biggest mistake that this particular playtest made was that it had just a forum for the playtesters. So the playtesters could, could, first of all, reach a consensus and then gang up on the designer. Uh. Um, and they could reach a, a consensus based on things like, well, I hate this more than you like it. And what, what that could lead to and what, what was in danger of happening was of a game becoming less of the game that the designer was trying to create and a little more, a, a, a more watery, thinner game. It was like, well, this way we'll, we'll appeal to all. And it's like, you're, you may not actually persuade the person who says, I hate thing X about this game and it should be like my favorite game's mechanic that handles that differently or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, even if you were to just change it to the mechanic they specified, then they say, well, I already have that. They might, right? You don't know what the, the, the process is going to be. Having that, and then, so this is where expectation uh, uh, aligns with that, is that um, if a game is diminishing what makes that game itself to serve market research right. ability, right? Um, sometimes that can lead to limited or grand financial success, and if that's what the purpose of the game is, great, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, if what you're trying to do is make a new game that does this one thing very particularly, market research can get in the way, or you know, or looking at it as a marketing test, or looking at it as a marketability factor, can get in the way of that. And so I personally am a bigger believer in the fact that what you do is you make the game good, and then you find out who the audience is for that, not for playtesting. Once you've playtesting has made the game great, and you've honed it to a fine point, and you say, okay, so now we know that this game is this particular shape and hue and pointedness, and it points in this direction, and this is what it models. How do we get that game to the people who will love it? How do we find, and that's a different question. And they right. can overlap, but I think that they, all, they too often, instead of just overlapping, they get, get, they get conflated, mm -hmm. and people mistake one for the other. Right. Um, and, and anytime you have them temporarily overlapping, where you're doing both at the same time, I think conflation is a danger that will take place. Does it tend more to be, if it was like a licensed property that people probably have a fan base for, is it better than to maybe selectively pull in fans of that property? No. I mean, I would want to mix. I yeah, would wanna, uh, I, I'd want to mix. Yeah, the, and the I wouldn't danger, want to talking about you. Yeah, the the danger. Okay, so the, so um, I, I if if you've been on my other panels, I tend to make a practical panel because I it just helps people, and I, I just like to talk. So um, the the danger there is when you have a, a licensed property, whatever it might be, you run the risk of creating a product that doesn't totally match the expectation. Right. Like somebody might really love. Um, a, a certain TV show that may or may not no longer be on the air because they totally agree or totally enjoy the witty dialogue or characterization of certain people. And so when they when a game is produced to match that problem, I'm dancing very carefully around some things. Uh, when when a, when a game is created to uh, express those same ideas, if the if there is any measure of divergence, even something as simple as 
We're not talking like gross. Like they didn't misquote the person. But if there's all of a sudden like, if you have stats for this character and you give the stat a five and someone goes, oh no, you didn't see this episode, did you? That person clearly has a six. Even though they have no idea how you've created five and six as a scale. The, the danger there in the fan base is that they will poison the well because they will bring their, oh my god, I love this show, to the product as opposed to, oh my god, I love the product or, oh my god, I love the design element. Because the licensed property is just the, the, the lovely candy coating outside your chocolate awesome. So you need to focus on a diversity. Um, my quick and dirty trick is I find people who would definitely like it. I find people who would absolutely hate it. And I find people who have never done it before. And I, I make them not individual groups. Like I don't just put all the haters together. And I don't put <laughs> hands together. As much as I want to. I, I generally try to organize it so that I've got clusters. I've got... Two haters and fans over here. I've got three people who've never done it before, and I leave them alone because they're my control. And then I kind of sprinkle everybody throughout. And no group talks to each other, either by the honor system, or I don't email them all at the same time and, and say, no, you guys are my playtesters, even though I have four other groups of six. You are my guys. Do whatever you do. And then I give them breathing room and go, okay, go. Find me. Here's, here are the. You have to define the parameters, though. You can't just go, here. Pick up my shit. Right. You have to look at the design. Don't don't deal with the art. Yes, there are boxes in this thing because that's where my artist is going to put in stuff. Don't deal with the text because my editor is going to do things. Look at the mechanics. Look at just how the economy in the, in the world works. Look at how the does the setting bore you to shit. You know, look at certain spe- and, and specify that. And maybe you want to go even further. Maybe you want to have one group only look at setting, and another group only look at combat, and then switch. So that you're getting equal representation all the way through. Don't just only have combat guys. Um, that, that's just my experience based on the 12 things I've done. And that is where, where market testing, or where it can feel like market testing, right? Where you're yeah. saying, how do these combat-heavy rules, for example, uh, uh, play to a group of non of people who aren't interested in combat, or whose, whose game doesn't end up, whose RPG session doesn't end up involving a lot of combat, but right. this time we ask them to test the combat rules. There can be a, I've seen companies... We shall remain, remain nameless. Um, say, well, we've got a we've got a bunch of testers that are great at combat, and a bunch of testers who are great at magic, a bunch of testers who are great at whatever. So we'll give the combat rules to the combat people and find out how the result comes out. And I'm like, well, it's going to come out in crazy biased Dirty or against their, per, right. yeah, their personal taste, and yeah. and and you're going to end up with situations where they may be doing little homebrews and fixes and things where they're like, well, I know how the system works from the previous edition or from the previous book in the series or from a sister game or from whatever. And they're going to say, uh, so I know what they meant with this sentence. Well, then you've got to put that sentence in front of somebody who doesn't already know what you mean, who can say, yeah, I was lost by how the... And that's where it's you, you know, yeah. useful to say, as a playtester for somebody else's game, um, this, this sentence lost me, and uh, uh, this is what I did so that we could conduct the playtest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I interpreted this, it this way. This is what I did is a huge thing yeah. that, like, that is super useful to, to tell people. Like, so I, I do a lot of board game playtesting when whenever somebody hands me like a blind rules test and they hand me the rules and I start looking over things I'll I will when when I'm not absolutely 100% clear on what a sentence means I'm like here's what I'm interpreting this as here's here's what I'm doing huh this worked great but it felt too easy and like Mm -hmm. so like in you know that's actually can we talk more about um 
the language with which, which is kind of like the language of critique, but the language with which you present playtest notes. Yes, oh, you have a should. So this may be an, like assumed, uh -huh. but being a playtester for some other, like how do you gauge not being a jerk? Right, this is, yeah, that's, and that's, that's to me is the language. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's, that's exactly yeah, so that's a like, great question. Because it seems from what you're explaining, you guys kind of already like parse out the people that aren't jerks to do your stuff. I, I, no, unless they're personal friends. I totally friends. still have playtests I still keep some jerks on my Well, head. I mean, yeah. but are, they, are, they, are they friends? That huh? you already know their personalities and it's like, oh, no. yeah, I know. No, I, I discover they're jerks as we play. As we play. Um, so then of, how do you... No, all of a sudden it's, oh, God, that guy's emailing me again? Yeah, but... Like, granted, we're talking about the, being that person and talking Being the to jerk or being the recipient? We're, we're talking about being the jerk. Yeah. Okay. Right? Now, I know be, instead of, like, getting into a psychology right, session, right. but, like, you know, how do you, not, you know, don't be a jerk. Well, one, of, one, of the, the, one of the big things in my experience that, is, that has worked for me as a playtester and that has worked for me as somebody receiving playtest feedback is that a playtester should... This is an area where anecdotes are helpful as long as they're not confused for data, right, by everybody. Yeah. But an anecdote is good because what you say is, this is what we did. This is how our game went. And I infer this, not your game sucks because, right? Uh, it's a very obvious thing, but when you're, when you're fresh out of a playtest, you're like, that did not go well at all. And you sit down and you're like, well, clearly this, this rule doesn't work this way, and clearly it doesn't work because you're dumb, and clearly the language is bad because you don't know what, you don't know where, like, what commas you don't, you are for. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what words mean. Right. Yeah, uh, right. and so and this is where that that rushing is a real problem. Is that both playtest? I mean, make your playtest notes immediately, and then conduct your write your email or whatever it is that you're doing to 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 translate those notes to the designer. Do that like two days later, unless the play. I mean, unless the designer specifically says we need tests, you know, data every Tuesday or whatever. But lose that right. emotional energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like part of it's the emotional energy. Part of it is um, I like to lay out my thought process. Yeah. Um, as part of the playtest, I'm like, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's here's like here's my understanding, and just sort of start step by step going through, uh, sort of like my my logic tree as to how I arrived at you know X decision. Here's what decision I made with that data. Um, it didn't work, or this worked great, and I love it. Um, but this was the result we had. Yeah, and yeah. you tell me if that worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the result we had. Um, I'm going to jump on my language because yeah. I think there is a specific set of words to use and a specific set of words not to use because um, I'm an editor and that's the way I parse the universe um, critically the first thing you want to recognize is that there's, there's not a great chasm of subordination which is a really fancy way of saying you're a playtester and you're down here Versus you're a designer and you're way up here. No matter who that designer or what that company might be and how much of a fanboy or girl you are of their work, there's not this great divide unless you bring it to the table. And that will absolutely color your, your thing. But it, you're also not equals because you're, you're, being at, you're being tasked with a service. You are helping them out. That doesn't mean you get to jump into the design process no matter how much you hate the product or no matter how much you love the product. You are there to, to perform a set role. So your language when approaching that role has to be targeted. It's got to be I and we in terms of this is what I did or this is what we, the group, did. And in terms of you're very seldom going to use you as if you were speaking to because that's always going to sound like Yours, you suck. And that no matter how friendly or yeah. candy-coated you make it, somebody somewhere is going to read it and go, you're an asshole. And that's not what you want to have said because you didn't mean it. So you want to try to – it's easier just to avoid that whole minefield – 
by keeping it framed around the idea of this is what we did, mm-hmm. this is what I did based on this is what I thought, rather than you said, so we did. Because the minute you shift to you, you are putting the blame on them. If you misunderstood it and you say you did this, you're saying, well, it's your fault. It's not. The yeah, designer, yeah. Your, your inability to interpret the sentence might be the sentence's fault, but it's not the designer's fault. They didn't sit there and go, look, Bob, you're going to misunderstand this, so deal with it. Well, and fault is just not necessarily something that you want that anybody should be. Yeah, fault's not blame. A playtest process is not about blame. There's no, there's no blame in playtest. Well, and, and I'm a big believer, frankly, that if there is blame in a playtest, it's the designer's job to suck it up. Yeah, it's their job that's, to say, "Well, that's, that's my true. fault." But nobody should be saying things like, "Blame isn't." It shouldn't even be on the t- table. It's not part of the process. It's not a healthy part of the of the exchange. And that's one of the reasons. One of the words actually that I look out for in playtest notes is when somebody says, "Well, someone could," or "One might," and yes. I go, "Oh, don't might is don't, the issue." Don't tell me what how you think this sentence is going to be misread, right? If you misread it, tell me you misread it. Or if you told if you got the the yeah. rule out of it, you know, this way, tell me how it worked for you. Don't speculate about other people as part of it because that's to that's me the editorial process. That's, David, editorial that's why I get paid and for. And to me, it's 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 often it comes up in market research. Yeah. It's a warning center market research. Somebody says, "Well, I think somebody might be bored by this." Were you bored by it? I we mean, asked you. Always, I totally loved yeah. it. Yeah. Like, your well, job but, was to but, answer it. Yeah. Yeah. If you were bored by it, say so. Own your shit. Um, and yeah. I, I think as a useful tool to continue being practical, um, absolutely say you don't understand something when you don't understand it. Don't yeah. don't make a best guess. Yes, sir. If I'm confident I do understand something. As a playtester? As a playtester. Yeah. But it took me two readings, or I know damned well that without some specific um, experience, right. I wouldn't have understood. Write that down. That's Ma- note. Write Make that a down. note. That's yeah. Say, I that's, understood that's this, but it took me two so, readings. So that's somewhat going into the one might. I'll own myself, but I also. Just own it yourself alert. and go, yeah. I, I understood. I also want to alert to. But. but all you can do is talk about yourself, yeah. because all you can control is yourself. So this took me two readings to actually parse through and reference to these other four areas. The I'm old, like, wow, I have been intuiting all of these other four areas time and totally didn't notice that. That's huge, beautiful, wonderful information for a designer to have. Or if you want to go the other way, because of a context you have an understanding, it's the, uh, the only way I understood this paragraph is because I have done XYZ thing elsewhere. I made sense of this rule when I realized it was similar to the rule from this game. Right. right or whatever, that kind of thing. And, and the one might is almost always, first of all, it's almost always going to exist unspoken anyway. You're right. going to say it and the developer's going to go, well, of oh God, so that means that 20 other people are going to have the same problem. And right. if 20 people have the same problem, then that means that 20,000 people are going to have that problem or whatever, right? If the game ever sees that many people. But the, um, uh, uh, so uh, just don't worry about the, I mean, you're, you're skirting against the idea of a one might issue with that. Don't be shy with saying, I had this issue with the rule. But you can stop short of the one might because it's implied all the time. As long as I explain the, the limited reason that I got it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's um, yes, sir. An anecdote. Uh, I got a, a comment about my published game that was, wow, this is way too intense. Uh, and Intense it, how? Oh, uh, like emotionally intense. Okay. And it was just way... Heavy. It, way too heavy. Okay. That would that would have been useless play test feedback. Then they said, because we played 14 hours over a two-day span <laughs> well, in yeah, okay. a two-player game, so three people. Oh, my All right. God. Yeah. I'm like, that, that's really? the kind of framing I needed as, as no, a designer yeah, that, that, from that, that play test. You should have led with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, lead. yes. Yes, that makes sense. Thank you. 
Well, that, that goes back to the idea of uh, framing your critique or framing your notes to your designer or your, your group or whatever. You have to let them know the circumstances under which the thing happened. You can't just go, we didn't do the combat section. It didn't make any damn sense. Well, give me some context. Did you, did you, what was the setup? How many, how many people fought how many other people? Did you guys just roll poorly? Was there, mm-hmm. you know, did you guys not shuffle the deck of cards the way the instructions said to? What, what was the situation that generated the result you got? I mean, I'm not looking for a play-by-play. I mean, you're more than welcome to give me a play-by-play, but I don't really read that many paragraphs if you're going to go on at length. But give me some sort of context in terms of how you got to the conclusion you got. I don't want to know your emotional response. Like, if it sucked, it sucked. I'll deal with that in a minute. But if the idea is, well, combat didn't work for us because... Give me some meat. Tell me why it didn't work. You know, four of us sat around the table. We all rolled low... It took forever and it dragged out. Right. So or sometimes, right, if you're doing this, because we're doing a lot of assuming that you're doing these notes via email or anything. Yes, so we are. I am, I am is, assuming email. Yeah, is that uh, uh, writing of playtest feedback is more, it can be more akin to journalism than correspondence. Yes. Because you are reporting on an event, right, that took place. And you want to have the facts in there and you want to cut to the chase. You want to be clear and you want to cut out things like... Uh, you don't want to have a lot of notes on, you know, what, well, we thought about going this way, which can be useful, and we assumed that if we'd done that, this would have happened, so we didn't do that, right? That could be useful for context, I suppose, but if you're treating it like journalism, if you're treating it like reporting on something, um, that can help, it's something I do anyway as a playtester, because it helps me cut away stuff that otherwise I, I would do is when I'm confusing a playtest report with an actual play report. An actual play report, you want to leave in a lot of details and stuff to keep people reading and make it exciting. A designer is going to be, is excited because you played their game. Right, so you can leave out some of the stuff, or um, uh, uh, leave out some of the color and color commentary. And yeah, I'm interested in what your character did. As well, long I as you tell, but, well, but it's yeah. not necessary, right? But, it's, yeah. it, but I don't need to know what your character said. Sense, like I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to know if you know, were able to swing a sword and hit a goblin. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's yes, the sir? single best thing each of you has received from a playtester? What's the single, single best, best piece of feedback? Yes. Oh my well, god, best, this game best, is well, broken. Best, best your math is done. all wrong, and I can break your game and prove it to you. Best in terms of most helpful, or best in terms of totally struck my ego? Because <laughs> I have both. And they were not uh, the same. Most part. useful because ego's bad. Alright, so let's put the ego aside. <laughs> um, we can argue about that in another panel, I'm sure. Um, most useful piece of advice. Um... When I started, this game wasn't good. This wasn't really my cup of tea. I don't normally play this kind of game. I've played your. I've played this. I've gone through this playtest twice. I think I want to get into this type of game, but not yours specifically. That's awesome to me. Interesting. Because that person's playing games, um, and it, it, I can turn them onto other stuff, even if it's not mine. And and uh, if, if I want to do a mechanical one, John, there are not twenty-one numbers on a twenty-sided die. <laughs> that that was that was er- oh god that was so early on in my when I was when I just it was like my, my first kind of chaperoned playtest I was running everything I could, and I'm like yeah you know if you roll a 21 plus and they're like you, you can't roll a 21 on a 20 sided die because there's no modifiers it's just roll oh right shit yeah and then I moved on so that those are my two yeah mine was like your game is broken here's how all of your math is stupid and terrible. <laughs> And it wasn't put forth in the nicest way and made me feel terrible. But then he proceeded to break my game in horrible ways that I had never imagined could happen. Um, that game is still sitting on the shelf because it's broken in horrible ways that I could not have even imagined. 
a really good question. One of the things that, 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 that it makes you think about is that when the difference between people, when people say this thing is broken and I fixed it, well, broken and fixed mean a million different things in gaming, right? Broken, mean, broken can mean it was broken because it wasn't fun. I, it, did not, it did not produce fun, therefore it is broken. Where broken, right, just means did not work as advertised or as intended, as opposed to mathematically broken, which right. is a different thing, but we have the same word for it. Right. Or fixed, which is to say, made it fun for me, or fixed the math on it, right. or hacked it to do Star Wars, or whatever. <laughs> I fixed your game, so now it will run Star Wars correctly. Thank you very much. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, what's weird is, I guess the one of the last ones that I'm thinking of that, that came up for playtest feedback that I got was where somebody had recorded the rolls over the course of the night, so that you could watch and see the, the part where they go, now, to be clear, we, we had trouble with the system, and we couldn't roll over a seven all night. And you go, oh, well, that's not necessarily representative. I mean, because the dice shouldn't be, that's not worth, I mean, it, it, it's, it's accurate, and it's authentic, and it's, it's good feedback, right? But you go, interesting, your, your, your run of uh, rolls on 2D6 corresponds directly to the player's enjoyment of the, of, of the game. And so if they couldn't roll over a seven all night, which is statistically unlikely, but there it is, I should probably work on making the game fun for people who have a sh- shitty streak of rolls. Have, have, have cursed the dice. Yeah, well, like me, I can't roll for shit. But the, uh, 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 so it creates... No longer using dice. Really? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, but so it, uh, uh, it, created, it created an opening rolls. without actually making yeah. a note. This game is no fun if I can't roll an eight. But made me realize I should, make, I should protect the fun for the people who have a bad night. Right? Um, and I, you don't have to be that obsessive where you're literally writing on every roll. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a thing that you do all the time, but by having it done that time, it, it, it was a it's, great representation that's, that's, of That's a worthwhile thing to note. Yeah. Um, like, that everybody consistently rolled low and, you know, couldn't get a sword swing in edgewise. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it means, right, we didn't have a representative test of the game. Yeah. And so I want to do it again. And sometimes it means we didn't have a representative Work, test of the game. Working in cards. And so you need to know that this end of the game where, yeah, with the cards, working came out in cards, or whatever. bad shuffles happen. Can yeah. you imagine how, what the playtesting for Forbidden Island must have been like? The number of people who said this game is too hard, <laughs> it's impossible to win this game. I'm, right? Really? The people who. Pandemics no. playtest. Well, pandemic yeah. test. Pandemic is still a hard game. Yeah, yeah so but like I can't imagine what early versions of version of that game were like. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, so there's people like I didn't have fun. Did you? Did you not have fun, or were you were you challenged? I don't know. Well, I couldn't tell the difference. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference. So, so there is a talk which I encourage you all to look up because it's great. Um, which is Jared Sorensen and Luke Crane on. Destroying fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and a good one. Yeah. It's it's a great one. It, it basically their their thesis is like, do not chase fun. Fun is a four letter word that you know is not because it's it's not clearly definable. So you can't tell when you have it because it means things to different people. Like I don't have fun playing super heavy crazy euro games. Like yes, I played a couple games of Civ. Yes. I sat around for a day and wasted eight hours eating pizza and drinking soda and, like, in a stuffy room. Like, that was my experience. Um, oh, man, there's so many RPGs, right? Where you're like, so, so we had this we had this riveting, moving experience, and we all came out bummed and feeling terrible, and I wrote the playtest note while still feeling this way, that the game was highly effective, but it wasn't fun. And then later right. you look back and you go... That was the most you know, but, but, but that was great because we, we went through yeah. this whole range of experiences yeah. and stuff, and so it was fun two weeks later. <laughs> the, yeah, like, and it's, it's like the point of that is, like, yeah. as long as your game works, fun 
you don't have to worry too hard about that. Like, it, yes, you want people to have fun, but like, yeah, it's it's not a thing to there's a, chase down and like thing, try and tackle because it's like yeah. trying to tackle a shadow. There's a thing we say in uh, things we think about games, which is um, you cannot convince somebody who is not having fun that they are. Yeah, that's my rule for fun, right? Is that you can't if, and, and, and the opposite often works, but not always. Which somebody's having a good time and then you can convince them they didn't. You see that with movies all the time, right? Somebody comes out of a movie like that movie was great, and then Ken Hyde tells you why it wasn't, and you go, oh, "Right, you're I right, Ken." Have fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But the opposite right, almost never works. Where yes. you're like, "I'm not having fun." It's when he goes, "No, you are," because look, the math does this. And you go, "Yeah, I'm not having fun." <laughs> that's why I don't. That's, have that's, that's, that's your brain. <laughs> Uh, I, that sort of leads me to. Uh, if you hate giant robots, never see Pacific Rim with me because I'll be like, yeah! <laughs> right. And Change I just never go to the movies with Ken Height to avoid this whole. <laughs> what if you just hate kaiju? Huh? What if you just hate kaiju instead? That's well, why be you better. Do you hate them because like, they crushed your city and killed your parents? Exactly. Because then you might still like the movie. So, yeah, exactly. That's okay. You hate kaiju more. Uh, that's fine. As uh, long as you're going to be cheering with me. Like, we're on the same page. Even if you're faking. Yeah. Um, even if you fake it. The, I'll be able to tell. Then I'll cry afterwards. It's okay. <laughs> uh, this sort of leads me to uh, bring up a point that I, I'm going to bring up later in many editorial panels that I'm doing for the rest of the day. It, in terms of letting, how, how much do you let the play test change the thing you're doing? Like you might get if you if you're nervous or trepid or, or or skittish or you're new at it and you get some feedback and someone goes this thing sucked. And then they go on to delineate the many ways in which it sucks. And you take that and internalize it to go, but I made it, so I must be the one who sucks because it's the only thing I've made, or it's my first, especially it's my first game or my second game. And Your I first knew. game will suck. Your first yeah. game sucks. I guarantee period. it. My first two games. That'll be a whole other panel I'm doing in about yeah. two hours. <laughs> um, but on the whole, it's, it's how much do you let playtest, good and bad, influence your design? Here is my answer as an editor. Don't. Playtest is there to make sure other people can, can kind of crudely grok the idea and share to some degree in the experience. Like, oh, I totally love this and now I've made a thing so you can love it too. They're not going to love it to the same degree you love it no matter what it is. They might love it more. They might love it less. But they're not going to hit the exact same note of like that you do. Let's, and let's turn that to face the what when you're playtesting placing somebody else's game. Yes. Yeah. Right? Is that um, so? That same one with the forum. A lot of people were like, "This game is supposed to be this other thing," and yeah. they wanted the game to be this other thing. Yeah, and, the designer, and the designer, right, well, and and if you're if you understand if you're self aware enough as a playtester, which is a great skill to hone and learn, right? Which is where you go, oh, "Huh, I think this for this reason," or that's interesting. I did. This is the thought process I went through yeah. to yeah. reach this conclusion from reading the rule or whatever. But is um, that you say, "I really thought the game was going to be X," and and it's Y. For my, one of the examples for me is uh, I worked for the company that made Eve Online for a little while, and I am terrible at that game and not the audience for it. But I have I respect the fact that Eve is aggressively the best Eve there is. And if you come into Eve not liking Eve, and you say the problem with this game is that it's a spreadsheet on a spaceship, they're going to go. That's not the problem with the game. That's the game. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that is what it does. Thirty thousand people love that, and 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 that community is is thriving and they're great because that game is aggressively good at what it is. But if you let if, if you were to playtest Eve, or for example, the new user experience is what, what we were doing, and say, um, this game is great, and I didn't know that because I didn't put in 40 hours yet, but when after hour 41 was awesome, um, you will still have an influence on the design or on the designer to the extent that the designer allows that influence to happen, but your job is not to correct a designer, even if you think you can correct the design, right? The notion isn't to go in and say, you're a... Uh, 
your game of, of uh, uh, Dionysian Bacchanals is great, but where were the kaiju? I, I have an idea now that if this game had kaiju, you should make my game. Right? And obviously that's not right. The, no, right? I think everybody here would be like, well, that's just rude. That's being the jerk. Yeah. The thing is, is that the shadow cast by that idea, you can accidentally wander into that very easily as a playtest. I still do it, right? And we, we're placing with a friend or something where I'm like, did you think about what happens if you make, if you, if you make this guy King Arthur? And he goes, uh, yeah, I hadn't, and now I'm thinking about it, and I wish, don't think of an elephant, right? Yeah. I wish you had never said that. Yeah. And so with friends, you can get away with that, but you shouldn't. That's them letting you get away with it. So, because yeah. uh, I'm doing both playtesting and fo- focus groups, mm-hmm. right. we've talked an awful lot about playtesting. Yes. Does this whole mechanism change in terms of being a good person in a focus group? No. Because in a focus group, you're not... Um, doing but, stuff? Yeah, you're not... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're talking a lot more about the thing, and yeah. certainly there's a, certainly more opportunity to dangerously tread on the might and you and, right. and, and that. But is there any kind of guidance on being a better person? There's a, a small group? box on the table. Um, that box is what you should be thinking about. Um, if you have ideas, say, do you want other ideas? Do you want, like, tell, tell me how far you want my feedback to go, because, you know... I'm going to run, start running off into giant robots and, like, now this should be a mecha game. If you let me, um, let me know if that's okay. Um, tell, me, tell me what your vision for the game is. You know, maintain the... And then maintain your self-awareness to yeah. sort of, like, focus on thinking about that thing as, you know, urban fantasy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then say... Do you want other feedback, other ideas? Let me know how far the, yeah. this, this thought train can the is allowed I to ramble. Is that when, when in a focus group, and to a certain extent, in a play, in a, particularly in an internal playtest, but in a focus group, the designer is inviting you into their brain. They're inviting you into into their home in a way, right? And so, if you were to, if you're the kind of person who goes in somebody's house and just casually goes into the fridge, maybe that's the kind of person you are, right? But I ask, and I find that it's that I get a good response when I ask, and I find that I'm almost always allowed in somebody's fridge if I ask. Right, but uh, uh, so if you're in somebody's house at a focus group and you want to say this is great, do you have any mustard? Can we put mustard on this? Right, say that. Ask the, ask permission before you just start putting mustard on something. Before you get the mustard out and start making a mess, or before you make yourself a sandwich in their house, right? And that's the difference between saying, spreading other cat. Yeah, right. I'll make this better. So ask permission first when you say, "That's great." What happens if we? Is it is it time? Is it too early to open the box? What happens if I put this thing in the box? Right. Because sometimes what's can, in the box? What's in the box? You can really set you can really set a design askew, and particularly in a limited time of a focus group, by saying, "So this is great. So what happens if there's you know if I add kaiju to it?" And then they go, "Well, then we're going to be here all day talking about why we should or should not add kaiju to it." And what, and, and I already made that decision because two months ago when I when I when I stripped the kaiju only. away. Yeah. It's all about the absence of kaiju. Um, the possibility of kaiju. I know. There's kaiju well, shaped holes in my heart. As a as a as the vampire developer for a time, I will point out that that game had no kaiju and was probably the worst software. But they uh, indeed. Well, indeed. I had one kaiju, but we never nobody ever noticed it. We never got a chance to reveal it. So if you can find that kaiju in Vampire the Requiem, I'll be shocked because that's not in there. But anyway. um, but so the, ask ask permission before you run off in a, in a direction to me is the big thing in a focus group just because of, particularly the limited time right so uh, and that speaks that helps me be self aware in a way that I say that's interesting I have this idea is it going to be too off the wall or too far in this direction and ask questions right as a focus yeah, group no, that's in addition really to having an opinion if you can state your opinion as a question 
Yeah. Here's I want to avoid getting in a condiment fight with John later tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Ken and I. And yeah. Oh, oh, it's Ken oh and boy. John on my first focus group. Man, so. and Ken knows like everything and <laughs> can go off in like a million different directions. My job will be to wrangle him, if, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. If if you let him. And you're allowed to not let him. And that's right. okay, even if he is Ken Height. Yeah, you have yeah. these things. Like, how, does, how does the authority shift in a, in a focus group versus a It's yours! Yeah. Alright, so there's these things at the end of your legs. Um, you need to put them down. Okay. That would be your feet, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understand that metaphor kind of runs on people. Um, ooh, that's a foot pot. Um, yeah, just put your foot down and go, that's great, thank you for that. Stop. But I'm coming back this way. Especially, then, that's where I use the clock to your advantage, right? Yeah. You say, we don't have time to explore that avenue. Yeah, that's great. I think every focus group here is an hour, right? Yeah, yeah so that's about yeah. tight. You know, yeah, you want to Which use good. this time It's, it's tight, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't let... Don't it's let, a really focus group. Yeah, it's yes, a really it is. focus group. <laughs> it's super focus group. So one... one we have four minutes. We have four minutes. Questions. Yeah, I want to I say one last thing before yeah, we get into go questions. For it. Go so for it. Like, as a playtester, even if you are contributing like to design process don't be attached to your ideas oh yeah yeah that, don't, that is don't. super important like I don't care how important how like how much you think my pirate game should be about zombies in space it's not I've made that decision <laughs> I'm basically ignoring you <laughs> please don't be attached to your decision your 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 great ideas if your idea is awesome go make your own game um, I certainly invite you to do that and I would be happy to play test for you but don't expect it to make it into my game. No matter what it is. I don't care if it's the best idea that, has ever, that has ever been. And maybe I'll end up using This it. game needs more Indiana Jones. Maybe, maybe I won't. Um, I'm listening. But that's my I know, right? <laughs> that's not yours. One day, Will. And, One day. and as long as you're okay with it, that's totally cool. Um, I'm happy to hear it, um, but I'm not necessarily going to use it. So as long as it's okay with you that your, your, your idea doesn't make it into the game... Everything's cold. Who had a question? I know you had. Some. Well, just uh, just play testing a lot. So basically, for us, you know, uh, as play testers, stay on target. You know, stay within the parameters that they give us parameters at the beginning. Uh, express things in I feel, I thought, mm-hmm. I misunderstood. Ask for parameters, by the way. A lot of people do not adequately give out parameters. Yeah, no, I'm really bad about that. I'm really bad about that. I am the other way. I'm overly just comments. Just ask for a contact to send additional exactly. comments or yeah. things that are outside the scope. Right, yeah. I mean, or, and organizing your thoughts, right? So that you, so that you don't have a paragraph that's about three things. Make that three one sentence paragraphs, just so that the, because often I'm cutting and pasting stuff out of playtest notes into other files and stuff, and oh, yeah. it just makes that easier. Yeah, and whatever you do, don't be that guy. <laughs> right, <laughs> don't be that guy. I mean, that's that's generally good advice. Usually, Jason was that guy in a playtest. Ago, so that was focus group. Thanks for writing him out, Mark. Good job. Thanks for being that guy to that guy. Oh, we've got a that um, guy inception. Uh, just one quick question, which might come offline. Uh huh. Um, what about the role of emotion in as a playtester in communicating your emotional reaction? You're asking me this now with two minutes in the panel. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, and I will now concise. Anger. Uh, if you're angry. No, 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 no. Just oh, uh, roll of emotion. Is the same as being right. Yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> that's that's good. That's real good. Um, my question would be: Why the hell do you care so much? If you're trying to be right and you're trying to prove something over the designer, go make your own damn game. Please do. Really, seriously, there's plenty of room. 
I mean, I mean the emotion provoked by the oh. mechanics of the game, the system of the game. Like, rather, how dare your game make me feel things? Yes. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I look for that. That's part of the anecdotal uh, report. Yeah. I, I, I want your game to provoke feelings. I don't, and I don't even really care what they are. I just want to see feelings. And then later we can, you know, hold hands and or, you know, throw rocks at each other. But I... I Ideally, both. Yeah, I mean, being as a playtester, like it'd be silly to be offended. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what are you offended? You know, it seems like a lot of people would be offended I mean, if, that if, if you're I, offended. I'm okay with vote. hearing about that too. I'm more likely, likely to ignore it. it. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's, unless it's I, grievous. Unless yeah. I'm unless if, I'm writing if, something. If, yeah, so if I've offensive. screwed up and something is offensive. Speaking of which, I don't have notes back from you on why some things were offensive. See? Yeah. <laughs> because some of those were not mine. I'm not the one who was offended. Well, I don't care if somebody else's offense. So, think, so I wanted to know yes. what triggered it. <laughs> I have nine other panels, so it's noon. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. Awesome. Thank Thanks you, everybody. Jason, awesome. don't forget your thing. Yes. Like, I don't care who was offended. This seminar recording was made possible by the generous contributions of the panel speakers and the Metatopia convention organizing team, Double Exposure. All of the Double Exposure conventions are amazing, and I can't speak highly enough of Metatopia as a convention for designers to meet up, to discuss, to test, and to learn more about this lovely hobby of ours. You can find out more at www.dexposure.com, and I hope you'll join us next year at Metatopia.